Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Hayley, mum of three, an Instagrammer, sparkles and stretch marks. Hi Hayley and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. So if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage. Okay, my name's Hayley. Um, I am 41 and I'm from Liverpool originally. I've lived in Devon for the last 15 years. I live with my partner, John, and we've got three children. Um, We home educate, um, always kind of have done. Um, One of my children identifies as transgender um, and I run a blog called Sparkles and Stretch Marks, which I started when I just had my first baby. Kind of just as a bit of, I've always loved writing. So it was just kind of a little hobby to kind of keep me busy through the pregnancy. Um, and it turned into a bit of a, a thing that I've kind of carried on doing. Um, I blog about mental health, motherhood, raising a trans child, kind of whatever has kind of naturally come up as I've kind of gone yeah. through the parenting journey. Um, yeah, we're, we're a white British family. Um, and that's basically it. Can I just say, I'm like totally fangirling right now because I've followed you for so long. So I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the main rule of the non-perfect parents club is no judgment allowed have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it oh wow yeah I would say that judgment has kind of been a a main theme kind of throughout my motherhood experience in lots of different ways like almost so many ways that I wouldn't I don't even know (laughs) how many of them to go into um I think I kind of first felt that I experienced it kind of very early on, really possibly even in pregnancy. Um, I tend to naturally always be kind of drawn to doing things that are just a little bit outside of the box, a bit bit outside of the kind of norm. And I don't really know why that is, but it's just always kind of been that way. Um, So like, for example, we home educate. That's something that I always kind of knew that I wanted to do. And it's something that rightly or wrongly people do tend to to judge and yeah that you can you tend you have to explain yourself about like the same with when my daughter told us that she was transgender she was very young um so that's something that we faced a lot of judgment for as well because we decided that we were gonna affirm her and support her through it and yeah there's it's it's been a bit of a weird one I feel like there have been lots of things that have kind of come up as I've kind of gone through my kind of motherhood journey that have kind of put put me put us in the kind of 
the spotlight for a lot of judgment. Yeah. And I know it sounds really, really cheesy, but I heard a saying once, which was that the children who are meant for us are sent to us. And I'm not yeah. a particularly religious person or anything, but I do think that that is quite kind of apt. And I think that part yeah. of the, the experience for me is growing up, I was terrified of being judged. I was so, I've always been such a people pleaser. I've never liked to kind of stick my head above the parapet. I want to kind of right. keep myself to myself all the time. I don't want to kind of have eyes on me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have been sent these children who <laughs> to do the opposite of that. Like, yeah. and I think it's helped me to grow as yeah. a person, like, massively because if you're going to kind of stand up and advocate for anyone it's going to be your kids isn't it like that's going to force it yeah yeah so definitely judgment is something that I've experienced a lot of um Mm -hmm. and again like with blogging like naturally as a blogger as somebody who kind of has some followers on the internet you do kind of open yourself up to being trolled to being judged there's always going to be people who don't agree with things that you do or the way that you do them and often they'll be very very vocal about it so the mm-hmm. judgment has been pretty constant pretty consistent throughout really right yeah so what is there anything that you would say to another parent that sort of is still like quite conscious of being judged what would you say to them in terms of you know maybe so not advice but do you know what I mean like as if you were just chatting and someone was like oh I'm being judged what would you say I think the thing to try and remember although I know it's always easier said than done is that no matter what you do in your life someone will always have a problem with it you're never going to please all of the people all of the time so the the main people as a parent that you need to please are you and your kids and as long as you and your kids are happy and content and you know enjoying your your life and your experience, then that is the only thing that you need to concern yourself with. Everything else is just background noise and it needs to just be tuned out as best as you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, How do you feel about parenting? Good, bad, has it changed you? Any regrets? Oh, wow. That's such a big one, isn't it? is that? How does it, how, so can you say it again? So any regrets? Yeah. How has it changed? How how do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? And do you have any regrets? Okay. Um, Oh, I definitely have regrets. Like, I I don't think I would believe anyone if they said that they didn't have regrets. Um, Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm a massive overthinker, like huge. So everything that I do is always, you know, it's it's something that, that I would have kind of had sleepless nights over, like always, yeah. like, and especially with, to do with the kids. Like, there's a lot of things that I would kind of do differently now. I think one thing that really stands out to me as well is, even though my, my oldest child is only 10, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm the same person now as I was when he was born. Like, yeah. and I feel like some of the choices that I made in those kind of early years, not necessarily things that I would do the same way now, but it's all part of life, isn't it? And growing and yeah. like your experiences kind of colour who you are. So I think that although there are things I regret, would I change them? I'm not necessarily sure that I would because they yeah. wouldn't lead to, to the same place. Um, how I feel about parenting, um, 
I feel as though, obviously, there's so much good about being a parent, and I would never, I would never change it. And I feel so lucky to to have got to experience it. But I do feel that I wasn't ever fully aware of just how all-consuming it can be, of how difficult yeah. it can be, of how much you can kind of lose yourself in yeah. motherhood. Um, you hear kind of little bits of people talking a little bit about these things, but it feels like it's quite taboo. And it's mm. never really, I don't think I would have ever been able to grasp just how, like, all-consuming it actually is and how yeah. sometimes, sometimes I, I feel like I don't actually have the capacity for it, like to be the mother yeah. that I want to be all of the time. Like, and then yeah. you've got the guilt that goes along with that and the question of yourself, it's, yeah, I love it, but it's a lot harder than I ever thought it could yeah. possibly be. <laughs> it's intense, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about? Any situations or circumstances that have affected this? Yeah, there's quite a lot of things. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind is I was as quite a kind of, I wouldn't say unhappy child, but I was very, I was a very nervous child. I was a very mm -hmm. emotional child. Um, and I kind of spent my whole life from a very young age, kind of all the way through, feeling that I didn't really fit in anywhere, feeling that I was yeah. kind of too much for people. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm going through an autism diagnosis at the moment, um, right. which come about because my children are going through autism diagnoses and I've been kind of looking into what autism yeah. is and what it can present in different ways and in doing that I kind of re recognized a lot of those traits in myself from my childhood yeah. um and now that I'm looking back on my childhood with that knowledge and realizing that I was probably an autistic child trying yeah. to fit into neurotypical settings and trying to you know mask and make myself appear as neurotypical as I could yeah uh, everything kind of feels different now and I think that has kind of really shaped how I am as a mother because because I felt so strongly that I didn't fit in and that it really affected my confidence and that had a knock-on effect throughout so many different aspects of my life that yeah. I was really just I didn't want my kids to have to experience that and go through that so my son started school yeah. as normal, like at five with everybody else and immediately it wasn't a good fit for him at all like he right. he really didn't settle he was really he just really struggled and it reminded me a lot of how I used to be like yeah. so instead of kind of pushing him with it and kind of insisting that we carry it on him out and as it turns out now he is going through an autism diagnosis so I think that my instinct on that was kind of right yeah but it's definitely it's definitely been shaped by my own experiences. Like, so the choices yeah. that I make are based on things that kind of went wrong in my childhood, I would say. Yeah. So I was going to say something then and I've forgotten it. <laughs> I do this all the time. Because um, that's like, I don't think brave is particularly the right word, but that's the only one that's come into mind at the minute. But for you to 
put him into school and then to pull him out like that's something that I know from like speaking to a lot of parents I do that most people would just keep their child in like in mainstream school and they they wouldn't maybe have the I don't I can't think what the word is but the you know the thing to to take them out and do and do home ed um but that's obviously shaped from your experience and you've trust like you said you've trusted your instinct which I think is something so important as a parent and that's something that we're kind of conditioned maybe not conditioned but we're quite often encouraged to ignore I find um, yes. and there's quite a lot of times where our instinct is screaming at us and we ignore it because we're like oh no we, we can't do that or we shouldn't do that um so yeah I just kind of wanted to point out there that um you know for you to do that that's like quite a big thing isn't it and it's something yeah. that I, I totally know what you mean I think we're we're so often told aren't we as mothers follow your instinct like mother's instinct is like the best yeah. thing but that's not reflected in the way society kind of treats yeah. us like, it's kind of like they say it but they don't really yeah. mean it you're supposed to no. go and it. like you know if like in that situation like what everyone expected me to do was just yeah. to keep going and just you know keep pushing and he needs to learn some independence and he'll be fine you just need to let him get used to it and that that overriding feeling of like but I don't want him to get used to being traumatized like it's traumatizing yeah. him he is beside himself he can't sleep at the night like that's not normal for yeah. a child and nobody's thinking about the effect that's going to have like further down the line yeah but I, that's all I could think about because I knew what that looked like like I yeah. kind of see ahead to to how that played out for me and yeah. I don't necessarily think it was bravery because I was terrified like and yeah. I've kind of been terrified ever since that oh, what if it's the wrong choice what if they're gonna like what if when they're older they're gonna like resent me for that like maybe they they're gonna think yeah. that I kept them in and but you can only do what feels right in the moment can't you and hope that that's that is, what is the right thing so yeah, yeah. okay um, um what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting oh my biggest value I think is I don't really know how to word it as a value but it's just not to kind of look down on the kids because they're kids like yeah I know that a lot of people have um the opinion that you know you shouldn't be friends with your kids you should be a parent to your kids and mm -hmm. I've never really gone along with that like I think that the, to me the most important thing is to build a connection and yes. to have trust and for it to be a really open honest kind of authentic relationship where they can say anything that they need to say to me and I'm not ever going to pull the you know the hierarchy of like the mother kind of card like yeah. I want it to be a very open dialogue in our house. I want us to be able to have conversations about anything that might feel difficult. Again, it's kind of the opposite to how I was brought up. There was a lot of things that were off the table, like with, mm -hmm. with the way that I was raised, like, for example, you know, conversations about period sex, that kind of thing. It was just like a complete no-go. Like, right. it just wasn't like, anything that we could discuss and I don't want that I want me and my kids to have a very open communication about anything and I'd say that yeah. is the main thing the main theme that I've tried to kind of keep throughout 
kind of my relationship with all of my kids, just honesty yeah. and openness and connection above everything else, really. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that was the value yeah. of connection. Connection, yeah. That was my value too. I, I did on the first episode, my friend um in like interviewed me and um connection's one of my um values as well because I always think at at the root of everything if you've got that connection with your kids it doesn't matter what happens you can you can get through it can't you and you you if as long as you've got that connection they know that they can always come back to you when they need to that's exactly it and I feel like the way that I was brought up it was more about like respect like you had to everything was from like a value a a place of having to respect your parents and actually that did was like if I was ever in a situation which was quite dangerous or difficult I knew that my parent would see the situation I got myself into as a lack of respect and I couldn't go to them and I couldn't be honest and open about what was happening and yeah Mm -hmm. so I feel if you've got that connection everything else is going to hopefully just fall into place around it yeah hopefully (laughs) (laughs) um what has been your biggest challenge so far oh okay um there's three things coming into my head I'm trying to pick which has been the the biggest um so I mean I'm thinking of like home educating has been a massive challenge like yeah uh, my kids going through autism diagnoses has been a massive challenge doing that mm-hmm. at the same time as going through it myself and my partner was diagnosed yeah. ago that's been a huge challenge but I think the biggest one has definitely been um my daughter and her gender identity mm-hmm. uh, because it's just so far out of my comfort zone so far out of my own experience like yeah. she's the only transgender person I've ever met like well not now but at the time yeah. when she, when we realized she was the mm-hmm. only transgender person I'd ever known like I had no experience of it at all I felt like we were just stumbling around in the dark not knowing what to do really kind of worrying about what the best way to handle the situation was not yeah. wanting to wrong and um, that was going to mm-hmm. kind of affect her but also it's hard to explain it but I felt like we were suddenly kind of just thrust into this whole new world that we had no knowledge of at all and mm-hmm. everybody's eyes were on us as like how yeah. we were deal with it so for, for somebody who is such a chronic people pleaser like me yeah. like to have to, to have to go to my family and explain right this child that you've always known as a boy mm-hmm. is actually a girl and you have to yeah. change the pronouns and this is what we're going to do and have to be that person that's going to advocate for that yeah so out of my comfort zone like so far out of my comfort zone it was just that was definitely the biggest most yeah. hard that I've ever had to go through and it's kind of it kind of still is because even though it's been five years it's always changing like there's always new kind of aspects of it that are coming in yeah, and I feel like I'm. I've got to be this kind of advocate for her and her needs and her rights, and that's going to stay the same. I think yeah. throughout her whole life, and it kind of means that I don't get to just kind of blend into the background and not get involved in things anymore. Like I have to, I have to be part of this like really difficult conversation, and I have yeah. to step up, and that doesn't come. All that naturally to me so that has definitely been yeah yeah and it's because whilst it doesn't come naturally to you obviously I've followed you on 
Instagram for a long time, so I've seen stories and your posts and stuff. And I really admire the way that you do advocate for it. And I've I've learned so much from your posts um, and the stuff that you've shared and stuff. And I just think the way that you've supported her right from the beginning. And and I know that maybe sounds a little bit funny because when it's your children, you you do just support them, don't you? But the thing I think is not everybody does. Not everyone would have done it in the way that you've done it. Um, and I just, yeah, I really admire what you've done. And you've taught me a lot. And I'm sure there's others, lots of others of your followers that you, I guess, like you say, you didn't know anything about beforehand. And you definitely opened my eyes up to a lot of things. Um, that really means a lot. That's kind of all that I want to do is at this point anyway, while she is so young, I just want yeah. to help make people think about it and understand mm -hmm. because it's something that we read about so often in, you know, the Daily Mail or, you know, on these kind of news stations and it's always kind of these really sensationalist headlines and everything is put yeah. across in such a frightening way. People think that their rights are being attacked and, and all the rest of it. Nobody ever thinks when they're talking about the transgender kind of debate, nobody thinks mm -hmm. of like a child and... Of course, like transgender people exist from childhood. Like they don't just yeah. turn a switch on and no. transgender as adults. Like, yeah. They've always been that way. So perhaps weren't free to express it. And I don't think yeah. that people think about it because it's not something that we see like mm -hmm. or hear or talk about enough. And that's why I think it's so important that people yeah. are aware of it. And so I feel like we have an opportunity to, to do that to kind of be like look this is how it is like this is not something that's scary this is just yeah. you know it's quite natural it just it doesn't need to be this whole big kind of you know issue it's no yeah, I just got to kind of realize that yeah and it it blows my mind with like you said there like th there's there's people that don't feel like they can be free and be who they really are and it's that to me is heartbreaking. Like, why would anybody put someone else through that? Like, you know what I mean? It, I, it just it blows my mind. So so sad when when you really think about it. We take my daughter to um, a group like a support group for yeah. transgender people, and it's a group that's open to across the age spectrum. So some of the people that go there are in their kind of sixties and seventies. And right. they've just, in the last kind of five years or so, they've only just been able to come out as transgender. Oh. And they've lived their whole lives yeah. not being able to be who they actually are. And I find that the absolute saddest thing. And sometimes yeah. you see them looking at the children in the group and kind of, you can kind of see the envy. Like, yeah. naturally, like, they're looking at those children thinking that's the freedom that I never had. This is yeah. like... You know, I would I would never have been able to say this to my mother, and even if I did, it wouldn't they wouldn't have accepted it. Like it's so yeah. sad, and it just doesn't have to be that way. And until we oh. open the conversation and start talking about it more, like it's not going to change. Like yeah, and that's yeah. it. And it's like it's opening them conversations with our children as well. Like you know, for me to talk to my children about it, like I just feel like that the, the the awareness it, it doesn't just it shouldn't just be kept to you know like the families that are going through it everyone if it posts like you're posting your stories with me like open up the conversations with my girls and it's just making sure that that acceptance 
spreads and that it's not this thing where it has to be you know kept quiet and a taboo subject isn't it exactly yeah and that's something that i think people have a lot of fear of as well like i think mm -hmm. people tend to think if you teach your children about lgbtq issues then you're kind mm -hmm. of going to make them make them gay or make them trans like yeah. and i know it's like it's a bit cheesy but my my analogy is always like you read them the gruffalo they're not going to become yeah. <laughs> i mean like it's just it's not going to turn anybody gay. It's not going to turn anybody no. trash. But if that is already in them, it will make them yeah. feel like you are a safe person to be able yes. to articulate that with. And that could yeah. be like, that could be life saving. And yeah. yeah, I just think it's so important. Yeah. Um. Okay. Last question. Um. What do you wish you could change about parenting in general, as for everyone? Oh, that's a good one. I think. Oh, I think one of the main things that I would like to change is that parenting, I think, especially in our society, is seen as such an individual kind of thing mm -hmm. where all of the responsibility of raising this whole human is on one or two people. And we kind of carry the weight of all of that. Like, so we kind of feel overwhelmed with guilt for every kind of what we see as like a shortfall in our parenting. We feel overwhelmed with guilt if we make like a decision that we think isn't like the perfect one. We feel guilty if we have to work. We feel guilty if we don't work. We feel guilty, you know, if we're with our kids all the time, if we're not with our kids all the time, there's so much guilt that goes through everything. And we're so often kind of consumed with worry about how are the kids going to end up in the future based on the decisions that we've made which yeah. is such a huge weight to have on your shoulders like all of the time yeah and I think what I would like to change is that parenting would be more of a kind of community kind of thing that you know where like they do in other cultures like where it does take a village to raise the child and yeah. if you don't have the village you know it, that there would be some kind of just better support out there for people so that the areas that you may be lacking somebody else could kind of step forward and yeah. kind of step in with that and I saw a thing on um Instagram the other day which really really stuck with me and it was talking about how parents have such guilt over kind of the the way that their children are and the traits that they have and the traits that they mm -hmm. grow up with and it was saying that basically it's kind of scientifically proven that the, the the way that you are as a person is already in you when you're born. And this kind yeah. of, this saying that is kind of, that we all hear about your child is like a blank canvas that you have to write on. And it's not really true. Like a lot mm -hmm. of the, the traits that people have are innate to them. They are born with them. And so this guilt that we carry is so misplaced and the this instagram thing was saying that you know you don't blame a shepherd for the actions of the sheep yeah. like the way that the sheep are is the way that they are and although there is elements of nurture that go into raising a person you know there is also a lot of nature at play as well and mm -hmm. i think that if we could just kind of take the <laughs> the individualism out of parenting and work together mm -hmm. more and have more support in place and stop placing so much responsibility, so much blame, so much guilt onto yeah. parents. Everything would would just feel so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think like yeah. 
there's just so much pressure that I don't think needs to be there. No. Yeah. The, the pressure's overwhelming, isn't it? Like yeah. I find the responsibility of being a parent is one of the heaviest things that I carry. That's it. And it, it is just overwhelming. And it's like the life admin that comes with it as well, isn't it? And I love what you've said there about the the village aspect of like other people being able to teach them stuff and because yeah. at the end of the day we can't do everything physically um as a person we, we don't know everything we can't do everything and having other people there that can pick up the bits that you can't do like how amazing would that be for our children exactly. like just the whole community that yeah. all work together that's it and it was kind of model for them as well that you can't expect one person to be able to do everything all at once and the way yeah. that we kind of will raise our children I think is based on a way of life that doesn't exist anymore like you know mm -hmm. we're still expected to do all of the things that people were doing especially women were doing yeah. sort of 60 70 80 years ago when they weren't also going out to work and they weren't also mm -hmm. responsible for 50 percent of the family income you know yeah. we're, we're expected to live in a way that we're not actually living anymore and yeah something needs to to change yeah and i find as well i mean i don't know if it was like this before but from a lot of parents that i speak to and posts i see and stuff is we're so scared of other people having to tell our children or i see so many you know like your local um groups on facebook and it's like um a child's done this and then parents don't like it if someone else tells their child or sets a boundary or do you know what I mean but sometimes like that's that's got to be kind of that the whole like like the village ethos it's everyone working together isn't it and that's kind of taking that away and it's putting all the pressure back on yourself do you know what I mean I'm not explaining that very clearly <laughs> I do know what you mean yeah definitely I just think there'd be so much to be gained from more community and more just more support in general to be out there because it's such a lot isn't it for yeah for one, even two people like especially and that's without adding in kind of additional kind of challenges as well with yeah. kind of neurodivergence and all other things like it's yeah, just like, yeah. And yeah yeah there's so many others now as well I think that don't have family support like like may have been the case kind of yeah so like families are more spread out now there's yeah. you know there's families that you know grandparents are working into their yeah 70s. like you know they're not available to to help out in a hands-on yeah. way quite as much anymore like there isn't the same village and no needs to something's got to give like it needs to be addressed yeah. why i agree <laughs> <laughs> Right. Is there anything else that you would like to add before we finish? Any other comments? Anything? Um, I don't know. I, just, um, <laughs> I never know what to say to that kind of thing. Um, I just would maybe add that if anyone has listened to this who has um, a, a child with kind of gender questioning or anything like that, mm. I know it can be a really lonely, um, isolating experience and it can be really worrying, especially at the start. Um, yeah. So I'm always happy to to chat to people who are kind of going through it or unsure about it. Because when I 
first found myself in that situation the very first thing I did was to kind of go onto Google and try to find place and support and there was very little kind of out there so yeah I just you know I just would like to to let people know that you know I'm open to having a chat with people and kind of signposting them to the support that I found and, and things like that if that's any help to anybody yeah amazing and what I'll do is I'll obviously add like your um Instagram and everything into the description as well so if people need to find you then they can go straight from that oh fab thank you great well thank you for joining me thank you very much for having me it's lovely to talk to you I'm I'm still like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much it's been really lovely thank you if you've enjoyed this episode please don't forget to follow review and share with other parents you know You can now listen on Apple, Spotify, Amazon and Google. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch via any of my social media channels, website or email.